0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network.
1: From the Queen City Podcast Network studios in uptown Charlotte, this is CLT First, a newscast For people who hate news, I'm Stuart Watson.
0: I'm Amy Bristol.
1: Weather today, Friday, December the 29th, mostly sunny in the Queen City, high of 49 degrees, low of 31. Saturday, mostly sunny again, high of 50, low 29, and pretty sunny throughout the weekend. No rain in the forecast, including New Year's Day. No rain in the forecast till mid next week. This is the time of year when people look back and look at their biggest stories, one that had the most click-throughs, clickbait, whatever, is a local organization my friend Warren Cole Smith runs called Ministry Watch. And one of their biggest stories of the year was the story of the fall-off in traditional churches, traditional denominations. Now, we all know Charlotte was founded by Presbyterians, but the mainline Presbyterian USA church, the Methodists and the Southern Baptists, Some of them down by about 30%. So lots of these folks have gone to other churches, but some of them have gone away. They have not lost faith in God. They have lost faith in the the church or the denomination, the institution of religion, I guess we could say. A lot of this is over LGBTQ welcoming, and the churches have split, the Methodists and others. There's a a Presbyterian Church USA and a Presbyterian Church US, as if that's not confusing. Two denominations, the Assemblies of God and the Church of Christ going up, and also the PCUS, the more conservative one going up, but not to offset the total loss in the main denominations. And if you want to look at what some of the alternatives are, here in Charlotte, Caldwell Presbyterian. A lot of families when Siegel Presbyterian closed came over to Caldwell Presbyterian, still a vibrant community, and Watershed, which describes itself not as a church per se, but as a spiritual community, but very definitely Christian. Absolutely fascinating.
0: And, you know, coming up in 2024, there'll be some new laws that are going to go into place. Um, one of those being that if your kid has had their learner's permit and, you know, up till now, they've had to have that for 12 months. Well, starting January 1st, they will only have to have that for nine months now before they can get that full-blown driver's license. So that's one of the new things that will be happening uh, January 1st.
1: Kids on the road sooner. Mm-hmm. Electric vehicle registration which did cost $140, will now be $180, and then in July, $214. Also, fewer EV tax credits in 2024. So if you're on the bubble about getting an all-electric vehicle, may want to look this weekend.
0: And death in taxes, inevitable. And especially in Mecklenburg County, your property taxes are due January 5th. Don't forget, lots of ways to pay those. You can pay them by phone, by mail, in person, online. Just go to mecnc.gov to find out all the ways that you can do that. And also, don't forget, if you don't pay those by the 5th, there is a 2% increase on your bill through the end of January. And then if you continue to not pay them, there are additional increases on that bill. So you want to make sure you get those Paid.
1: Coming up, one Carolina Panther is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists. Where do you turn to stay in touch with the city around you? Broadcast news isn't what it used to be, and commercial radio doesn't scratch that itch. If only there was one place you could get it all, when you want, wherever you want, on your schedule, there is the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city on your schedule at queencitypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere you get your podcasts. There's only one Carolina Panther among the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Can you guess? Julius Peppers, the defensive end. Number four in the history of the NFL in career sacks. Had a 17-year career, which included the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. But of course, Peppers is a Carolina guy, beginning and end, known with the Carolina Panthers, also a Tar Heel. And was a basketball player at at the UNC. This is the first time Mr. Peppers is on the ballot, so he may not make it into the final class, but we'll find that out in early February. Also, point of personal privilege, I want to tell you, one of the funnest things, one of the real gems around Charlotte is I went out with my family today and walked around the UNC Charlotte Arboretum. These gardens, which include a Japanese garden, it's a very pleasant walk. It's as short or as long as you want to make it. And it's extremely pleasant. The birds, there may not be everything in bloom, but it's still just very peaceful little babbling brook. And it was established by a man named Ralph Van Landingham. And if you're from Charlotte, that Van Landingham name, you know it for the Van Landingham estate. Same family. Uh, Father was a cotton broker, he was a stockbroker, and some of the rhododendrons out there came from his own cuttings. Better yet, when the students aren't there, free parking. Four ways to celebrate New Year's in Charlotte. You can go for a run, a 5K at University City, that begins in the shops there and ends at UNC Charlotte campus. There's also a New Year's Eve trail race out at the Whitewater Center, at the U.S. National Whitewater Center. That's a 5K and also a five-mile race. And then if you like to party, you can party at Carowinds, which is open that night, or the big one, which is CLT-NYE. It's sponsored by Ally. It's in Uptown, and you can find it mainly uh, at the Levine Avenue of the Arts. That's between the Mint Museum and the Beckler off South Tryon, That's where the fireworks are. It's described as free and family-friendly, the four F words. Free, family, friendly, and fireworks, if you can stay up that light. Wherever you are, however you celebrate, happy New Year's. See you next week.
0: QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.